everyone. Welcome back to my channel. My name is Stassi. Thank you so much for being here today. I am so excited. I have a really, really cool simmer here today. I have Nard Villain here today. So thank you so much for being here today. What's up? Man, it's a, it's a man. Ah, it is a pleasure and an honor for you to have be here. I was watching a lot of your TikTok reels. You were actually the first TikToker that I saw that was Sims related that wasn't a speed build or a cast lookbook. Like you were a Sims comedian, and I fucking love that because I would just watch them uh, like, and laugh and just be like, <laughs> I think my favorite is when it's like basically Seinfeld, when mm -hmm. you're just like, you know, like when you put like a a level five stove in your creators. And I just was fucking laughing my little heart out because I was like, I need more of this in my life. So it is an absolute pleasure for you to be here today. So thank you so well, much for wanting to be here. Well, um, honestly, I've always wanted to be on the show. Like I was saying behind the scenes, it was like when I, I think, like I said, you're, you're uh, I think you showed up on my feed, whether mm -hmm. you interviewed somebody or it was somebody sharing it. And I was like, wow, I did not know Sam's podcast actually existed. So I was like, you know, let me share it. Maybe just be like, oh, I like your podcast. Hoping that you invite me on. And I look at, well, here we are, you know? So, so yeah, that's super cool. I I love that. People are always so intimidated to ask me because I've, I'm now starting to interview a little bit more bigger simmers. Um, this is an open invitation to anybody. I mean, currently the season is booked, but I always have a cancellation list. But in season three, if you just want to come on the show, you just got to ask. He's going to be like, hey, Stoss, I like what you do. Can yeah, I be on your... And I'd really be like, cool. yeah, of, co of course. Well, Nard Villain, I want you, why don't we start off with a little bit about yourself and your Sims history? All right, so I'm an OD. I've been playing The Sims since The Sims 1 Deluxe days. And if I can remember, didn't The Sims come out, was it 2000 or 2001 or something like that? It's literally today's, it's 23rd birthday. 23rd birthday, right? Yeah. As of February 4th, mm -hmm. uh, it's the 23rd uh, anniversary of The Sims, which is super cool. Um, so yeah, I started out playing when I was in high school. I guess that gives an age number on how old I might be. And uh, yeah, I started playing it right around that time. And then, as, then I went to college, played a little bit of Sims 2 the bootleg version. Sorry about that, guys. And then I actually did end up buying Sims 3, but I had this like laptop computer. It was like an old MacBook that had like, I think it had like maybe four gigabytes of a uh, hard drive space on it. So it was back in those days where your memory was like maybe 500 megabytes. That was considered pretty fast back then. And I had the, the Sims 3 disc, but it just didn't mm -hmm. work on my computer. So that's probably around the time I gave up on the Sims franchise, not by choice, but just because I just didn't have a computer to play it. And then uh, right before the pandemic, uh, obviously Sims 4 has been out for quite a while now. Uh, I said, you know what, I'll go ahead and pick it back up. I kept seeing the uh, the price points on like Origin and mm -hmm. on the EA website that it was like, you can buy the base game for like four bucks or whatever. So I was like, let me give it a try. Cause I was playing Sims free play for years. So, uh, so I was like, that was keeping me into the whole Sims franchise. I was like, all right, I, I can rock with, with Sims free play, but I just got tired of spending money on buying like the coins to like, mm -hmm. to better my, my careers or whatever. Cause it's pretty challenging. It's a really hard game to play without spending money. Um, so then I eventually ended up buying Sims four, fell in love with it. I think I love the graphics mm -hmm. with Sims four versus like. The gameplay with Sims 2 is just, I mean, it's uncomparable between the two. 
but it just kept me busy. It was fun, you know, Sims 4 was a fun game. Um, and then obviously the pandemic happened and then uh, I started to really play The Sims 4 and start like diving into the different DLCs for it. Um, so that's pretty much my history in regards to the franchise. Um, and then when I'm not obviously playing Sims, I'm a videographer, photographer. Um, that's my, I guess, my day job. So it's like I'm kind of doing the same things um, as a career, um, as as I content create. So basically providing content for other for other brands while also providing content for myself, podcasting, um, and all that stuff too. I, I love that though. Before we dive into a little bit more of your Sims history, and I can tell mm-hmm. you how much of a nerd I am when it comes to the Sims, I started like saucy throughout the pandemic. I worked as a social media manager um, and I got really tired of hearing the word no at work. Anytime I would have an idea, I would be shot down as no. This would not be good enough because it's corporate America. If it's not kissing ass, it's an immediate no. So I really started my channel so I could always say the word yes. Yes, I want to do this. Yes, I am in the final control of what I produce and what I create. Is that the same with you? When you started your Sims, like this journey, you get Mm -hmm. to say the word yes, because no one's going to say no to you. Yeah, absolutely. And just creating outlets for creativity too. Mm -hmm. And being able to do like another outlet of, like I said, creativity without being questioned on on like the direction the path I want to take with the creativity and that was the same with my podcast too like when I started my very first podcast back in 2008 um I wanted to do radio and I had no experience in radio so I was like you know what I mean I'm not gonna like let my experience keep me from at least Mm-hmm. like doing or at least trying to experience what it would be like if I was on the radio. So I was like, you know what, this podcasting is kind of new. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just create my own opportunity. So if there's ever a situation professionally, I can maybe have a chance by hey, just go check out my podcast. I mean, I've kind of been doing it on an amateur level. But you know, and then also with podcasts, like you said, like I can do whatever I want, like it does, there's no like, no, you can't do this. No, you can't air this. Like, no, this idea this concept is kind of whack no you know so it's kind of like you're kind of creating your own outlets and that was the same with me with the sims channel it's like um i'm very i love storytelling you know i love being able to be creative and and when i when that's taken away from me for example with the pandemic um i do a lot of hospitality work and i have a blog too where i uh, go out and feature bartenders and chefs and stuff like that so whenever the pandemic happened and we're all in lockdown, mm-hmm. I had all this extra energy mm-hmm. and I just didn't have an outlet for it. And I kind of felt bummed out, almost kind of kind of depressed a little bit for, for being honest. Mm-hmm. And I had all these ideas brewing up on this new direction I wanted to take, which was The Sims. And I was like, you know what? Even if I don't share it, at least I can be able to create these awesome stories that I'm already doing. Mm-hmm. in the within the game but maybe just trying to record it and seeing how it might look if I kind of like you know recorded my own gameplay and narrated it and stuff like that and that's how the the initial channel was born so yeah just like you it was kind of just taking the lead on it I I like that I when I started this I had no plan of where I was going I was just mm-hmm. like I'm gonna do this because I like doing this and I like talking to people because for me, 
I worked from home every other day. I would only see two of my coworkers because we were like one day in, one day out, and it was rotating just because the pandemic, we couldn't all be in the office together. Um, me and my fiance both worked from home. I mean, I love him dearly. I mean, I'm going to marry him, but I need to talk to other humans that are not my mom or my best friend. Like I needed to talk to people. And that really, I was like, well, why can't I, I can talk to the simmers. And then it kind of just grew and grew and grew. And I, and I liked the creative process of just, I could just do whatever I wanted. No, Mm -hmm. no one was saying no. I could, I could interview any guests. I mean, at the beginning it was like pulling teeth to get guests because no one knew Mm -hmm. who I was because I was literally just this random girl who's just Mm -hmm. like I'm gonna start a podcast and I thought I was like the it shit back then because I was like I can do this but looking back at it I was just like I was I I was so thankful like for these opportunities that I was Mm -hmm. able to get myself into I think I think I was just kind of at the right place kind of at the right time if Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah yeah but anyways but with the but Sorry, with the earlier start, but with the earlier start of your podcast, when it was fairly new, like, how did you keep the motivation going, though? Like, knowing like, man, well, not a lot of people were wanting to be on the show. It's fairly new. Like, how did that keep you from, like, being like, because just imagine you're like, I don't really like the idea that I'm putting this effort in it and no one's listening or no one wants to be on the show. Like, just imagine if you stopped, you wouldn't be where it's at now. So how did you just kept going with it? I also love, I can tell you're a podcaster right away. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take away the, I, I just, I no just feel like I, it's really cool hearing people's story. No, it's okay. No one ever yeah. asks me questions. Oh, I'm always oh, the one that asks, God, no, please ask me as many questions as you want. I, I like it. Um, it was interesting at first to, to say the least. I kind of just kept going with it. Um, I would just kind of get a guest, record it and be like, cool. I got an episode in like two weeks. Um, it was kind of really just how I did. I just kind of was just like, I didn't really think that it was going to really go anywhere. I just kind of thought it was just fun. Right. It was just, it was, it was just a fun thing that I did. I didn't tell anybody that I did it because they'd be like, what are you doing? And, and then when it would start to come out, like what I did, um, people would be like, that's like, you're a Michelin star chef. Like, what are you doing? Like, this is is not what you like, what you should be doing. And I was like, well, this is me being creative. Mm -hmm. This is me being creative. And the whole goal of it, and this is going to sound so, I don't know, weird to say it out loud now is I wanted to be able to create another, um, uh, another way of income coming in throughout the pandemic because mm-hmm. I mean this wasn't giving me the income but I did a lot of voice acting throughout the pandemic and a lot of it was paid so it was just more comfortable the more comfortable I got in front of talking in front of a camera more comfortable I got talking to guests and then I when I first started I used to actually have seven questions like legit seven questions and I would only ask like seven or eight questions but now it's just I ask whatever I want. As you know, as you know, I did not send you anything beforehand. Nope. It's yeah, like just that. whatever the conversation flows out to be is what it flows out to be. And I've done that for about a season and a half. I would say it really changed when I booked Cookie Creative as my season finale. I was so anxious. I was so nervous. I had never talked to anybody with that many like followers before. Cause like back then, like I would be really like I used to really gauge. Like, oh, this person has like a thousand followers. Like, oh my God, like, like maybe like, like, like they would share it and like more people would come and listen to it. Mm-hmm. And then when I got cookies and then that episode just took off um, because she shared it, people liked it. And then I started the second season and again, it was just kind of a little slower. And then I started getting 
more traction and I just kind of really kept going with it. Honestly, I just really kept moving forward and I never stopped having fun. I think that's the biggest thing. I never stopped having fun throughout this and I'm still having fun. Even some days where I'm like, I have six podcasts to put out as I'm like banging (laughs) my head on the wall. But um, I very much enjoy uh, what I'm doing. And I, cause like, not only do I do this, I'm also a Sims storyteller where I release a graphic novel and I release two chapters of that a week. So it really just keeps me busy. Like that's mm-hmm. my free time. Um, it's me and my fiance here. We live in a different city from our family and friends. So it's really just the two of us. And I have strict schedules of when mm-hmm. I do everything. So there you go. That's awesome. A little bit more about me and a little bit about my Sims history is I'm an OG Simmer as well. Um, saying your ages, I didn't know podcasts were a thing in 2008. Mm. I was in grade nine. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little baby. Um, I started playing in 03. Um, my best friend um, at the time, her dad worked in IT. So she had a computer in her room. And I'm talking like a classic, you know like like school library computer white white keyboard <laughs> like and an ibm computer like an ibm probably. you got it yeah, and, compact. and uh my mom used to drop me off at our house every day um because we'd walk to school together and i used to go to our house every day for lunch because it was like her like, house was like right across the street and we she had the sims because her dad worked in it and it was he got it as a, like a free sample and we played it and I still have old Sims notebooks of like stories we used to tell. I used to create everybody, like any crush I had in class, I would make them nice. and I tell them I made them in the Sims and they'd be like, who are you? And why are you talking to me? And I'd be like, but I made you in the Sims. And then when they <laughs> would um, no longer want to talk to me or be like, this girl is weird. Um, I would make them take that ultimate swim in the back of the pool <laughs> yes <laughs> right Love um it. so i i played a lot of uh sims one i for sims 2 i actually went to the states the day it came out as i saw i'm a canada i'm, a, I'm a, on a border town so we're about an hour away nice. uh, well now i'm farther away i'm about three hours away from the border but when i was a kid it was about an hour and i went to target because target had an exclusive if you got this, you got something free with it. And I begged my parents to take me to the States. I mean, us going to the States was very normal anyways at that time because my family owned a U.S. company, but they lived in mm. Canada. Um, all their m- money was in like U.S. So they mm. we would always go to the States for shopping because it was cheaper at that time. Yeah. So I went to Target. I used all of my birthday money. I had saved up and I brought it home and I put it into my computer and it couldn't play. Didn't work. Didn't yep. work. Um, so I had to wait six months for my dad to get another computer. Um, and that was six very painful months. Um, I would just, I wouldn't tell anybody, but like, I'd be like, my parents used to go to bed around like 11 and I would like sneak downstairs and okay. play Sims until like the wee hours of the morning, like all the time. And it's like, sometimes they would just find me asleep at like the computer. And I was just like... <laughs> Right. So um, I didn't play any of Sims 3. Um, I I think I played a little bit of it, not realizing it was Sims 3. I thought it was Sims 4. Mm-hmm. I was just in college at the time and at, I was kind of going through a really rough period. I was trying to s- sort my life out. Let's let's put it that way. And I just really, really couldn't dedicate my life to it. Um, and then Sims 4 came out again. 
didn't really interest me. I was very young. Like I was like my late teens, early twenties. Mm-hmm. I was more concerned of what bar I was going to go to yeah. um, and just try to have like, you know, that, that fun. It wasn't until um, I was at home, I had lost my job. I was in a really dark place and I saw Kelsey and PJK's 100 baby challenge. Mm. And I was like, what the fuck is that? First off, who the fuck is <laughs> who the fuck is that? Kill, what yeah. the fuck is that? And I'm like, it's, it's on this, BuzzFeed at that time, this, right? Was she yeah. on BuzzFeed? Yeah, it's yeah, BuzzFeed. Yeah. I was like, it's this BuzzFeed. I'm like, BuzzFeed does like crappy like pop quizzes and like yeah. like what Riverdale character would be at by your flav- favorite flavor of cheese? So it's like, mm-hmm. what the hell is this? So I watched the first episode and I was just like, okay. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it was like, had woken up the nostalgia of The Sims. And I was like, okay. So then I, and then I watched it and then I got my best friend into it. And we, every Saturday at 11 a.m., it was religion. We watched Kelsey and Peach. Like, she would come to my house. And then when I moved out of the city, we would FaceTime each other and we would watch Just it. And then, watch it. That's and we became cool. obsessed. Like we like like still to this day, all of man. <laughs> Fucking bay. Like, but that was like our thing. And then so what we did, we shared an origins. So we would buy packs together. And the only reason I have so many packs is we would buy them when they were on sale and then we would split it even then more. So like I was buying expansion packs for like $12.50 each because she was mm. paying the other $12.50. And we did that for for a good while. And then the pandemic hit. And then I'm the I'm like I'm the leader of my girls group. And I wanted to come up with a way to like have a positive anything. I mean, things were looking very grim. We weren't really sure what we were mm-hmm. doing. We were all set home. So I created what was called the weekly Sims challenge and everyone shared my origins and we did challenges in the Sims. So like the first week was build your dream home with a budget of 200,000 Samoans. The second week was build a resort. The third week was build a, a tiny home that was worth a million dollars. And we did it. Wow, and then on, that's cool. And then on Fridays, we would all... We would be on um, Facebook Messenger and we would log in and we would do live tours of it. And then the last challenge we ended up on was the Disney Cash Challenge where we we randomly picked 50 um, Disney characters and then we randomly selected who we were getting as the final cast. Everyone was like so much fun, but then stuff kind of started opening up again and they kind of like dropped it. And mm. I was like, I'm going to keep doing this. Keep going. Um, I want to put it up if I find if I can find it. I actually made a presentation on my resort. So my resort consisted of multiple different things. So I had like a Westworld themed as a building. I had a Barbie building. I had a black and white bar. I had a castle from uh, Game of Thrones. And then I had a nice. the Vegas little white chapel. And then I had Moe's Tavern. And then I had a restaurant called State in Maine. And it was literally just going around. And I thought it was like the That's coolest dope. thing. And that, now was, looking, that sounds cool. It is cool. It is cool. Now looking back at it, it's so cringy because I'm so much of a better builder now. But like <laughs> back then, I was like, oh my God, like this is so cool. Or I'm my, still a horrible builder. <laughs> hey, oh. honestly, the only reason I've gotten somewhat better is because I've become friends with so many builders and I just like look at their bills. And I'm like, oh, you can do, oh, you can do that. And also reshade and G shade mm. make a big I difference. S- yeah, I still never tried to even understand all the shading that people put in there. 
in their games. The tool mod, like all that stuff is still like foreign to me just because oh. I haven't invested. Oh my God, we just became best yeah. friends. So I don't use tool and I don't use retro. Okay. I just okay. literally down downloaded G Shade this week. Like I'm not oh, okay. even kidding you. I woke up last Sunday. I was like, I gotta get G Shade in here. Because it I'm, looks nice, but it's just mm -hmm. like, I don't know how, I don't know what that's going to do to my game. Like, I don't know, like. I'm going to be super honest with you. It doesn't do anything bad. Reshade, okay. on the other hand, well, did a, it was slowed down your game. But yeah. G-Shade, very different, very good. And if you had any reshades, it really just kind of transfers over. Mm -hmm. um, I use it for making my, my stuff brighter. Yeah. Just because like the Sims color is pretty dull. It is. You have you have you have to put too. you got you got to put a lot of editing through it. Mm -hmm. But for I literally just found this perfect reshade. I just switch it into the one I want. Take a photo, exit out, and I'm back to the bright screen. So if oh, you nice. need tips and tricks, I might uh, need them. You might like honestly. I I fought tooth and nail before I before I was like I'm not gonna do reshade. I'm not gonna do those like those standard Instagram build photos. Nah nah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm fully it's in all reshade, huh? It's all reshade. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. So, anyways, that's a little bit more about my my Sims history, and I've just been playing The Sims Four. Um, really, kind of never stopped after mm -hmm. since 2020. I don't yeah. think my Sims playing is gonna stop probably for a long time. Mm -hmm. Knocking on wood, um, that uh, I will continue to do this because I very much um, enjoy it. Now, I want to speak about something that. I want to talk about the announcement this week because mm. I, so I, I, like I said, I, I work in marketing, I work corporate America. So anytime Sims has these, bless your time zone because you're actually able oh to like goodness. watch that stuff. For us, it's always like 2 p.m. in the afternoon mm. or something. And I'm just like, guys, I'm in a meeting. I'm always in a meeting, no matter what I am. So I, I'm trying to watch it on Twitch. Um, and I, I talked about this in the summit that I couldn't watch it because there was no subtitles. Um, so I was like, that's really shitty. What if you're deaf and you are mm. trying to watch this and don't know that it's being other uh, simmers are streaming it on their channel side right. at the time. I was just literally just pressing play and I found the announcement boring. Um, to, you talking I about like, the behind the Sims? Yeah. Yeah. yeah behind yeah. the Sims summit. I really kind of felt like it was an announcement for an announcement. Uh, I was excited for infants. Mm. I mean, asterisks. I'm excited for the people that want infants. Yeah, that's to how I infants. am too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, as I'm, if there's an off function for them, I'm going to have an off function for them mm -hmm. because I feel like it's going to break the game. They're going to use a lot. Of, I think they're going to use some of like the cat and dog mo like, code for it to like move. And I think mm -hmm. we're going to see some like funky ass infants just like yeah. crawling. And then they obviously talked a lot about the mobile and mobile. The, and free play, like free play, which project Renee a little bit, project Renee, which is leading me to be, what are your actual thoughts about project Renee? Uh, well, project Renee, I think is going to be one of those, uh, enhanced versions of Sims four with, I guess a little bit of, uh, multi, uh, I guess multiplayer functionality, mm -hmm. uh, cross platforms with mobile and PC. Uh, I'm just curious to see. My thing is, I want it to still just look good. Like I want it mm -hmm. 
to obviously have great gameplay, but the reason why I like Sims 4 so much is because of the graphics. Yeah. Uh, so if the graphics are great, cool. Uh, a lot of people, again, who are like builders and um, like to remodel homes and stuff, I think they're going to really love the idea of them bringing back the SWAT, the color, maybe the color wheel, being mm -hmm. able to, to utilize the furniture, being able to actually basically create a couch to your liking or a chair or whatnot. Yeah. So I think that type of playability, I think, would be really awesome for those who are going to be into that type of element. But as you all know, or as you know, I'm a... I'm mostly on the gameplay side, so I haven't seen a lot of the gameplay functionality of what they've been teasing. So they've been mostly teasing like, this is kind of the work in progress of the interface. Mm -hmm. These are some of the ideas that we're trying to do when it comes to single player versus multiplayer. Um, and plus, since it's in the earlier stages, I'm kind of like, well, I'm hoping that they show us some gameplay because you know how like Paralyze is kind of like starting to show us a little bit of their mm -hmm. gameplay functionality and things that you can do and build and buy and, and create a create a Paralyze person or whatever. We'll call it that. Um, but I think for me right now, I don't really have, I guess, high expectations for Project mm -hmm. Renee because I want to be I want to see more progress of the the, the gameplay. Uh, and I want to see how it looks like I'm going to see is it going to be very attractive in regards to the graphics. Um, I'm still stuck on Sims 4. So like they're still pushing out, uh, I guess, kits and, and game packs and expansion packs. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like they're not even slowing down on the Sims 4. So I'm still slightly curious on the longevity of, of Sims 4 when it comes to that. So, um, well, we do know that we're going to get a new Sims game at some point yeah um and in regards to just behind the sims in general um i'm a big nerd so i like i did enjoy like maybe the behind the scenes stuff of the development because mm -hmm. I, i'm always curious on like how they how how what the process is like when it comes to the audio and and making sims move and stuff mm -hmm. but i think that behind the scene for me this is my opinion of course i think behind the yeah. sims isn't really geared towards like, I think people like myself, because we just want the news. Like, we just want to know like, well, are we getting infants? What's the new EP like? Like, mm -hmm. tell me that and be done with it. Behind the Sims and stuff like for people who aren't like, like us, you know, like creators that just want the news or this is my opinion, but just wants the news and stuff. Like, I think that's just geared towards people who want to sit down for 20 minutes and really see the inside of, mm -hmm of the of the game because they just like really want to watch like a full-on show and it's produced it's what it's nicely produced but i think it it's for a different audience and i don't think it's for everybody but but i do like the approach that they're trying to do for that community okay you know, so. i like that so That's they can the way i look at it hey uh, i i totally got you it's <laughs> basically trying to stop a leak right even though they had a leak yeah. this week <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and that's what. And here's another thing: I don't understand yeah. how there's always a leak. Like Xbox, I'm telling you, like as soon as I know, I know I can rely on Xbox for a leak. There's always something being dropped on the Xbox or on some type of um, software. Like if if it's Origin, like someone's on there seeing mm -hmm. what's what the pack's gonna look like or what the title of the pack's gonna be. It's just so crazy how they let those things slip in the cracks like the day before. Mm -hmm. the actual announcement i'm like how does that how does that even work like how does how do people can easily dig in and find those and just find that information before 
the actual franchise can even release the information. It's it's crazy, but but hey, it's news and it's gets people excited. So there's always somebody waiting for the leak. Literally, I um because like so I watched the summit and I, I had a special podcast this week, like the next day to talk about like everything that was on the summit and I was hitting and I was humming. I was like, should I move it until we can learn more about the new expansion pack? No, nah, I was good. I literally woke up that morning and printed off everything because the German company, I think it was like mm. CW retail, just like literally did I put it out there and I was like, awesome. This is this is mm. so great. This could have literally been avoided. I yeah. This is this is my thought I would have had about the summit. I wish they would have just moved it to Thursday. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have just had the the announcement for the expansion pack come out at the same time instead of it being like That's smart. Here's mm-hmm. this and then here's that. As someone who's marketing, um I would have suggested if it's like for for me, I, the reason I think this, the trailer wasn't ready or there was something mm-hmm. wrong because yeah. it makes no sense to have because it was a pre-made trailer. Yeah, it was. It was a pre-made yeah. trailer, right? So, and then the show was pre-made too. So and the show was pre-made easily... too. They could have easily just moved it 48 hours. All you had to do is to say, listen, we've come up with some unprecedented technical issues. We need to push it forward. No one would have given a shit. Like mm-hmm. no one wouldn't have cared. But the fact that they, they went ahead, it was fine. Aux- moments, some moments were a little awkward. And then two days later, we're going to put out the trailer for the news expansion but it gets leaked the day before like i think it was just kind of like this really could have just all been prevented but instead it was just like oh, okay well there's a leak whatever we're not even going to address it and uh, here's a trailer and i hope you like it and uh that's it like i'm mm-hmm. i was just kind of shocked that like ea just never really goes in and tries to and like say like yeah like it was leaked sorry yeah. we'll do a better job like they've never really yeah i think that's just yeah i think it's just like uh i think it's just like a ea or a business type of thing like i know stuff gets leaked outside of obviously the sims like i Mm -hmm. i I don't i need to do more research on it but i think um other games or titles might get leaked but i usually think there's always like a like something usually like a letter or some type mm-hmm. of thing goes out saying like oh yeah it was leaked but you know we just want to clarify that yes we are in the process of launching a new you know launching this mm-hmm. or or something i don't know like i don't know what the protocols are but i've noticed when things are leaked or when something happens there's no like you know follow-up formal follow-up like mm-hmm. hey sorry that the you know things are crapping out on your game because of the update or whatnot sorry your 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 uh sims are aging up um Mm -hmm. immediately as soon as you open the game that was very traumatic situation for all of us um Mm -hmm. that's one of those those moments where you wish you didn't uh have your game in a long span Mm -hmm. uh lifespan but uh but yeah that's a good question uh because you would think that they would want to somewhat follow up with the with their audience to be like hey don't worry. Yes, you know this was leaked, but uh, yeah, we're you'll know more about what's really about to happen tomorrow. You know, at least give us that. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's maybe it's a business thing. Maybe it's something in their in their contract or whatever that they have to legally be able to do. Maybe you know their legal team is saying brush it off, don't say anything, or whatever. I don't know. It could be a multitude of different things, but um, or they just don't care. You know, at the end of the day, they probably don't care because. I don't know. See, you know, it's like, it's crazy. It's like, and then 
the people who really want to say something probably can't say anything because because mm -hmm. of the legal the legal issues mm -hmm. behind it probably so i and totally like you said, it could oh go ahead no go ahead go ahead go ahead uh, and then i was gonna say like you said it could have been like a big marketing thing too it could have been like you know what let's let's tease them just because they're gonna still end up showing up on thursday to watch the mm -hmm. the trailer so let's hit them with the behind the sims sims because you know that was obviously produced we were going to plan to launch that in a way mm -hmm. and even if the trailer isn't ready for thursday um let's just tease them even more and be like let's hit them with the first of all they're like you know let's hit them with the fact that the update isn't going to be until march on that tuesday to get yeah. people hype and and either excitement or hatred then on Tuesday, on Thursday, they hit you with all the questions everybody was asking because of Tuesday. Like, these don't look like infants. They look like toddlers, you know, and I didn't want mm -hmm. me. So you get all that on Tuesday and Wednesday. And then Thursday is when you get the big spree, too, of like, I like it. I hate it. Oh, they do look like babies versus, you know, toddlers. Um, This look like parenthood 2.0, you know, so you get all your mm -hmm. different spectrum of, of opinions. But... But that's the Sims for you. I mean, it's been like that, I think, for for quite some time, you know. It's like mm -hmm. they they tease you with with like some information and then a couple of days later they hit you with it. Sometimes they don't even let you know and then they be like, Hey, here's a big base game update today. This is gonna do all this, this and that and then before you know it, there's a leak about the next game pack to next week probably, you know? So I... it's crazy. It is crazy. I, I, you're absolutely right. And I kind of really wish that they would have talked about this update that just happened because it's a really important update for a lot of people. And the fact that they didn't really talk about it at all during the summit was just a little annoying. Like this is like Which the first one, the infant update or mm -hmm. the game update that had hearing aids. Oh, duh. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. They didn't yeah. even talk about that at all. They didn't. I just knew there was an update because um, under the Plum Bob pod podcast puts out like it's patch day. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. fuck, it's patch day. Wait, what? Yeah. We're at a patch? Whatever. Mm -hmm. This is boring. Like I assumed it was just bugs and more yeah. Sims delivery stuff and make, I don't know, something small. And then I and then my friend Tattooed Summer messaged me and she was like, Stoss, like, have you seen this update? And I'm like. No, but please tell me for the love of God, mm -hmm. our Sims don't automatically age up or they don't die. And mm -hmm. she's like, no, we got hearing aids. We've yeah. got banding. We got top scars. And I'm like, what? This is the first time I'm hearing about any of this. Mm -hmm. And I kind of felt like, like they always make a huge deal about every update. But I feel like this time they really just kind of yeah. left it in the dark. And this was a really important update to shine a light. on. Like they could have yeah. literally said, you know what? We fucked up. We didn't get our trailer ready. Jim had COVID and we just couldn't get mm -hmm. it in there. But we're going to give, we're going to talk about today this update instead that's coming out immediately after the summit mm -hmm. and how important it is for the community, like for the community that we were listening to yeah. you and we're giving you those devices. Oh, so real quick. Um, yeah. So it was confirmed that the trailer was supposed to be launched earlier than it was it, it was delayed because someone was sick or had COVID. i didn't know that oh, okay no 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 i was just saying i oh, think oh no. speculation oh, oh, speculation. oh, oh, oh. oh yeah, got no, it that's not like, oh, so it was, oh no, got it got no, it got it i was like, oh okay i didn't know no, that, that would have been no 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 uh -oh. that, uh, and that's, then, um 
yeah <laughs> okay yeah, yeah yeah oh okay yeah but you know what i think though like this is my speculation too um like i'm not i think it could be i don't know if this is the marketing but more like the pr like i feel like i don't know if they're short staff and this is again this is just my speculation but usually mm -hmm. when you want to release stuff like a base game update or even a patch you kind of want to have every your ducks in a row like you want to be able, for me if i was running a business i want to make sure i push something out first mm -hmm. and be like hey guys expect to update um at 10 a.m today mm -hmm. even if it's a last minute update just so that way you you already pushed out your social because i've noticed i would get updates and then an hour later I would get that's when the Sims team will push out their social saying, Hey, there's an update. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it should be the the other way around. I think it should be like, Hey, guys, um, there's going to be an update tomorrow or an update today. Stick around for it. It's gonna be a big one. Yeah, let us update if they don't want to share the news, let us update it first. And then be like, if they want us to be surprised, I guess, then we can be like, Oh, wow, we got these new medical aids and stuff like that, and then hit us with another additional. But uh, so I don't know why it has to be the fact that there, uh, there tends to be some delay on, on their, with their social team. So I don't know if it's a social me media issue or um, I don't know. So it's, it's just interesting that, that there's so much happening. And when there's so many counterparts happening, something seems to get missed, mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, okay, we're going to update. Okay. We're going to launch this awesome big update, but we're not going to play test it enough to make sure it's not going to break people's games. You know, like there's always like a missing point part. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like, I don't know if it's um, a, maybe a social media issue in regards to us not find out. Cause that's huge. I mean, that makes, I think that update is a great thing for people. Uh, so that can give more people the ability to feel like they can rep, you know, they can create themselves mm -hmm. even more, you know, like having the, the, um, what they have the scars. They also have the hearing aids. I think the, uh, binding. Yeah. Binding and, and it, uh, shapewear and light switch. Yeah. So I just think it's pretty awesome that they're continuing to slowly, but surely, mm -hmm. um, continue to bring, you know, representation to the game, regardless if it's, um something you want or what you don't want again the more representation and the more like just gameplay and items you have the more wide range of people will be accepting to play in the game i totally agree something i've been really advocating and i really wish they would put in is wheelchairs and canes yeah and being able to have missing limbs not everybody mm -hmm. has two legs and two arms i really like to see that being more represented so you're able to actually put yourself in the game instead of just maybe you want in in the sims you want to be able to play that way or maybe you want to actually see yourself because the whole point is being creative yeah. and i feel like there's still still some stuff that the sims is missing but um when it comes to gameplay i definitely feel like it's gotten better and now you're you really focus on gameplay yeah are you excited for the new expansion pack because it's really gameplay focused yeah that's a gameplay focused uh expansion pack i think for sure um i think for me, um, this with the dealing with the babies, I think when I'm casually playing, I think it'll be kind of kind of cool to mm -hmm. to go from I guess the the little bassinet to now being able to put them in the cribs and stuff like that would be really cool. It'd be extra gameplay. 
Um, and then being able to have a little bit of extra gameplay with your elders. I felt like elder gameplay was a little lackluster too. Mm -hmm. um, so now being able to, hopefully being able to have some additional stuff with them will be awesome. Uh, it's just so much, it's just so hard to really tell right now. Cause you know how trailers are. I mean, it's supposed oh, yeah. to hype the game. It's supposed to promote. It's just like movie trailers. Like you're getting just like uh, 60 seconds of what a two hour long movie they're hyping up a two hour movie with like, you know, 60 seconds of, of you know, of mm -hmm. footage. So um, we're keeping that in mind. It's kind of like, you know, I'm just hoping that I'll be able to, you know, take advantage of it, creating content because, you know, mm -hmm. I'm a game player, but I'm also a content creator. Um, so for the most part, I think um, I think it'd be fun because I think I might actually do my first 100 baby challenge. I'm just like you, too. I like like if people are happy, I'm happy. Um, mm -hmm. I know that a lot of people wanted this for years mm -hmm. and I've never expressed, in my opinion, I never expressed any desire of needing any baby infant like type life stage. So I never asked for it, but I think because I do like playing generational gameplay, mm -hmm. it'll, it'll add an extra, extra little bit of gameplay for me, just because I do like the idea of now being able to, it's going to be tough. Oh my God. High chairs. But just being able to do things with my babies and then when they age up into a toddler, do slightly different things with them. I ain't, I'm not gonna lie, like that, those two stages are just too hard for my liking. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. it's just one of those stages where it's like, man, like I gotta treat, I gotta teach the baby how to, I gotta teach the toddler how to potty. And this is if I'm not cheating. So they're just, but it's added gameplay. You know what I mean? It's like, so it's mm -hmm. just so much gameplay there. Um, same with eco lifestyle. Like I hate being, trying to be all, um eco-friendly with the environment you know like so I, it's just extra work i have to do but thanks to that expansion pack if i wanted that extra gameplay i have it so there's no yep. excuse for me being like oh i there's nothing to do in the game but it's like well i could try to bring there is like like a dust cloud on almost all my lots i could try to make them more eco-friendly that's a true story like i need to really honestly Mm -hmm. either turn off the eco lifestyle stuff or i really need to like be better about being eco-friendly in my video game but um but yeah to answer your question yeah i think i think uh i think i'm i'm gonna i don't want to i don't want to be like i'm super excited but I, I i'm ready for it i think i'm i'm just excited to just just to be able to do the 100 baby challenge so everybody's been like being like oh my god it's gonna be mm -hmm. 20 times harder so i'm like i've never even attempted the baby challenge now so i'm like i'm gonna do it when it's gonna be 20 times harder so well so I, I, I'm, I'm excited but i'm I not will, like my hopes aren't like very you know i'm not my hopes aren't up but uh i like to go in there with the expectations of not getting disappointed like if i go in there and it's buggy mm -hmm. i'm not my feelings won't be hurt because i didn't go in there expecting this you know extravagant like you know gameplay you know i want to check out their live stream first and see how it looks and yeah and all that so how i describe it to anybody um is ea's marketing team is like marvel's marketing team Mar marvel's uh infinity war amazing that trailer was so the so trailer? good the trailer right I believe and it. and then you get to the movie and you're like it's good it's not great mm -hmm. or another one is like thor love and thunder is another great example so the trail looks so good like they hyped it up but it actually turned out more to be like a dce film pointless mm -hmm. 
decent at times, good laugh, maybe one mm -hmm. or two laughs, but, but your expectations were not met. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing of people, when people are disappointed, it's because you didn't meet their expectations, no matter right. what that expectation was. Mm -hmm. So I think EA is just really good at that. Or like they set the bar so high with our imagination because mm -hmm. most people that play the Sims are creative, right? So yeah. our minds are more open and be like, oh, well, like this and then this and then this mm -hmm. and then this. But in real life, we could do maybe 1% of what we think yeah. or 2% mm -hmm. of uh, what we think. Now, I got a question for you. All right. I've watched several of your reels and you talk about one of my favorite packs all the time, which is Dying Out, the problem child mm -hmm. that it is. I literally watched you bring a tear to your eye as it's mm -hmm. like it was slightly less buggy or it mm -hmm. slightly worked. What do you think would make that pack better? um despite the i don't want to include anything that's just glitchy because i think that's the obvious making the making that pack just playable mm -hmm. but i think in general if we could add or make or give us more like um more modern um build and buy would be great maybe even some type of way that we can order at home Mm -hmm. within restaurants on the lots in certain worlds like it just like when you go to the refrigerator and you go like order pizza yeah maybe being able to order like from different mm -hmm. um different restaurants that you might have on your lot i think that'd be really cool that would be cool um yeah i think that and then also being able to make that game pack more compatible to some of the other packs like get to work being able mm -hmm. to go to work as a chef because that's already a base game career that in the yeah. mixologist so being able to, if you, if I don't want to own a restaurant, maybe have the option for like a, a chef or a mixologist go to one of the restaurants that are already on these specific lots or whatever and be able to go to work with them and do specific tasks to be able to get promoted and stuff. And also if you're not even, and I just, I, I don't know, I always like to be able to have each pack be cross, you know, cross playable, like even if. I I'm not the I'm not playing in that household, mm -hmm. but I'm going to that restaurant. Like I would love to see that chef that actually goes to that restaurant as a chef to be working at that restaurant. Mm -hmm. So I think that'd be really super cool and could be part of like a cross promote from um, dine out and get to work in the base game, obviously. So uh -huh. just seeing stuff like that and um, yeah, yeah, I think. Very, very good. I like that. So Dine Out is my favorite pack. Um, as a chef, I was so excited to get that pack, realizing how broken it was, broke my little mm -hmm. heart. What I would love, I don't know if you ever played the game Cooking Mama, because that was like my mm -hmm. shit growing up. Okay, so Cooking Mama is a cooking simulation game where you take a recipe and you actually make it. Ooh. So you like, so if, say if you're doing chicken parmesan, like you grab the mm -hmm. chicken out of the fridge and you're mashing it. And then you're breading it. I would have loved that type of gameplay in The Sims, even if it's just like one or two steps of like mm -hmm. chopping a salad or chopping a vegetable, kind of bringing that little bit that more realism, cool. right? Mm -hmm. That realism and actually teaching people how to cook at the same time, yeah. kind of a win-win. And then you can, and then The Sims can have a real cookbook mm -hmm. instead of the. I think that'd be cool too. Yeah. Or you know how you can, uh, what do you call it when you in the game where you slice different uh garden items to yeah. create another item yeah. maybe do something similar in dine out where you can create different put different recipes together mm -hmm. to create a meal that you could put on the menu yeah. to then serve the customers to see what their reaction would be 
and then they can rank it or something so that way you can like actually create your own meals outside of the actual you know template that they give you exactly i think that'd be kind of cool too and then you'd be able to put it into the gallery as well Mm -hmm. and then be able to grab other people's recipes and then having super cool too right and then grabbing other ethnicity types of food Mm -hmm. and learning of what like what different types of cultures eat i think that'd be be so yay get on this this is what we want because dine out would have been so good right Mm -hmm. like if it like, I mean, just the simple stuff. I mean, I don't know why they haven't really fixed this. Maybe it's a, a staffing issue. The game, maybe the game pack's just too old to want to bring it back. But um, I just think just being able to, just the functionality of, I want to take my, I love, it's gameplay. I love if I can just send my Sims to a family every Friday, just send them out so they can all enjoy a meal within like four Sims hours. Mm-hmm. But it's a hit or miss. It's like either the rest, the, the waiter won't come by and take your order or if, if the waiter does take your order the food never comes out so then i question it and i say well should i go into another household and actually have a sim own it mm-hmm. cheat up everybody's skill sets as a waitress and a chef and then go back is it the same it's the same like they don't show up and i'm like man what is wrong like with that with the mm-hmm. gameplay it's such a great pack but but wow it's your favorite though I it is just because oh. as a chef I I actually if yeah. I have to build now I only ever build restaurants. I cool. I love building restaurants. It's so much fun. It's so creative. Everybody loves to eat, right? Mm-hmm, and yeah. everybody I I can remember on like going to like out for my birthday or going out for like friends and stuff like it was always like going out to eat is always like my favorite thing to do besides maybe going mm-hmm. to the movie theater. So being able to build restaurants in the Sims like is my favorite thing next to mm. storytelling in the sense yeah. with that with that and account. i like going to the i like going to the restaurants like i'm actually probably i don't know about this weekend but i'm gonna probably maybe stream uh i'm gonna create a pizza parlor <gasps> but it's gonna be like a i don't know if y'all have this franchise there but it's gonna be like a pizza parlor meets hooters though so i'm gonna have like uh, i'm gonna use the new uh the new kit that we just got yeah yeah um the sentiments and oh, yeah. everybody's gonna be in the pizza lingerie. <laughs> so yeah, I was gonna do that and it'll be nothing but pizza that you can order on the menu. So I was gonna do that on uh on stream, create the pizza parlor, and then I was gonna there and then the staff would be dressed up in the new sentiments uh lingerie. So oh. speaking of restaurants, I'm gonna be building a restaurant too. <laughs> so that's on my to-do list. Yes. I'm sorry, that's probably the best thing I've heard in a long time mm-hmm. I cannot great. wait to see that because mm-hmm. like I can't especially since Valentine's Day is right around the corner I can't think of anything Ooh. more romantic I should do that before Valentine's Day mm-hmm. so now you got my creative motors uh, running now <laughs> see that's what's up oh yeah exactly well let's talk about creative you're probably one of the most creative TikTokers I have seen come for sims related content mm-hmm. talk to you about your process from start to finish um Okay, yeah, yeah. So, well, first of all, I want to say that uh, I appreciate you earlier when you said that you really like my creative because all you do see are people who can really build Mm -hmm. um, and people who could uh, create awesome Sims. Mm -hmm. Those two things are probably my my weaknesses. Mm -hmm. So I get not necessarily insecure, but I get, um, I don't know what the word is, but I feel like there is really 
there is a there is a space for people that want to do skits or want to do because i mean there's a lot of awesome machinima creators mm -hmm. um out there and but i just think the the audience wants like i just want to come on here and see an awesome build yep hopefully it's on the gallery so i can go download it or I just need to know about the news, what's going on, when is the when is that infant update? Boom, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Or you just got to be someone likable too, you know? Like, you know, that's why a lot of creators that have like a lot of followers, they have a great personality too. But uh so now going back to the so because I, I those are my weaknesses, I have to heavily rely on what I'm I think I'm gifted at is obviously storytelling. Mm -hmm. Um so my first process, my first step is is this something that I would like to watch? Because mm -hmm. if I don't want, if I'm going to do something I'm not going to like, then uh, I don't, I think it's going to show as a product that I wasn't into it. More than likely, no one else is going to be into it. And then the next process is um, when I create a story, I want a reaction. So it, are people going to cry? Are people going to laugh? Are people going to hate it? Or are people going to be like, oh my God, thank you for the information? Or are they going to see something in the video and be like, how did you do that? So mm -hmm. that way I can lead up with the next piece of content of showing them how to do it. Um, so that's um, the second step. And then the third is like, um, what, did, what do I need to get done? For example, the pizza parlor thing, right? So the first step is I'm going to create a pizza parlor and on stream or whatever mm -hmm. and tell people this is going to be part of a video that i'm going to do mm -hmm. so now the concept is people are going to maybe want to know a little bit more about the sentiments and how does a die maybe people who also haven't played dine out yet will be able to see the dine out experience and then i can also be creative by doing the sims 4 tv news segment mm -hmm. so now i'm like i want to be funny but i also want to show like i'm creating a pizza parlor with half naked sims in it because they're all wearing the the pizza underwear right yeah. or uh bra set or whatever uh so that's part of the creative process too and then from there i like to write the script so for this mm -hmm. particular piece we're talking about now i would say i'm gonna go to sims 4 tv news route because people are still requesting that i think it'll be funny and it'll be usually i'm unaliving sims in those so mm -hmm. it'll be different and I can kind of be funny, but also they could be, oh my God, I like that build and I don't build. So it's a way that I can be, I could do what I do best and showcase a, a D plus build, you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. uh, so then I'll write the script out. And then once I write the script out, I um, would then figure out what the shots is gonna be. Am I gonna be on camera? Am I using green screen or will this be all voiceover? So for this, obviously this situation, it'll be green screen. So I'll say, mm -hmm. okay, I guess I'm going to be just on camera for that. And then I got to, I'm already planning out what my shots are going to be based on the script that I write. Mm -hmm. And then I edit, but every, every video obviously is different. Um, so like I did the spooky series in October mm -hmm. and a lot of that was, um, how can I tell a spooky story and just get a reaction? So again, I like to create stories. Uh, to tell uh, a reaction and I think that's where I think I stand out and I can show my personality either you're gonna like me or you're not gonna like me and that's fine because everybody has their creators they like so mm -hmm. uh, that's how I like to be able to 
to do that. And then also you're also maybe learning something too. Like I like right, right now I'm doing this uh uh 13 uh gameplay uh 13 gameplay secrets for beginners. I so I was of, watching that this morning and I'm like I I right. like that as someone who's been playing the Sims for very long time of my life 20 years this year mm -hmm. there's like there's stuff that I, I didn't know right. right yeah and it's cool it's fun it's different and it's kind of entertaining even if you you would watch it even if you knew it because it mm -hmm. just seems like it's funny or whatever like yeah I know this but just the way you're delivering it sure I'll stick around for at least 15 seconds and then because you caught my attention because it's different Mm -hmm. um, so I try to do stuff like that because again, um, I'm not a builder, I'm not young anymore. So uh, I have a lot of things, I, I'm not trying to sound negative, but I feel like I have a lot of things going against me in regards to being a content creator. So I have to do a different approach to um, to my content. And again, it's got any stuff that I will want to watch because a lot of times um, I just want to watch something that that would entertain me so i tend to lean towards other creators that do maybe something similar because that's what i would watch so i just mm -hmm. you know so i feed off like other creators that that is kind of similar to me too i i love that and why i love your content and i'm gonna say this so so nicely is you're you're <laughs> right you're not you're not 10 you're not a kid right. you're not you're not making content for a kid what i cannot stand because i refuse using tiktok um i know mm. it's social media manager i have to use it i use it when need be but i can't say i guess go back to the channel okay guys so blah, 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 blah. Mm. like you actually talk at a fucking normal pace that i can mm. understand yeah. what you are saying because as soon as i hear you don't like super chobby back you're like ah, ah, ah. Yeah. like i can't do that i i have an attention span longer than a second <laughs> right but i feel like that's what tiktok is really starting to fall into mm. it's kids watching it yeah. and people are really starting to gear their content to kids i very much appreciate that you're gearing this content to adults and mm. so and you're speaking again speaking slowly mm -hmm. and you're speaking professionally and it is so well edited and so well mm. filmed that it grabs my attention i know it's you even if i don't mm. hear your face or i don't hear your face i don't see your face i don't hear your voice right away i know it's your video yeah just by your editing process where instead where it's mm. like it's either speed bills like we talked about are just so fast or stop mm. motion those are great if that's what you're looking for but like i like comedy mm. and yeah. you don't see a lot of sims comedians out there creating funny content because mm -hmm. let's be honest it's a game it's a life simulation yeah. game with funny little glitches or funny character mm -hmm. things or you you made a room that had like a hundred toilets in there yeah. like that shit is funny it's funny for mm -hmm. someone who's been playing this con like this game for mm -hmm. so 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 long it's refreshing to see and it's also refreshing to see that again adult content you're like mm -hmm. talking about wicked whims I mean, like yeah. it's 18 yeah yeah but it's funny it's funny for us because we're like oh, our kid be like woo, woo, woo. um i like i really like your editing style and i really like the processes you do um and obviously so a lot of people you have a lot of following on tiktok and i think i think 16k on youtube and because you're partnered with youtube yeah. um do you mind sharing a light because I, I feel like a lot of simmers like that's their goal like they want to mm -hmm. be partners with youtube and let's mm -hmm. like be honest like it's very hard it to is. do it's not easy um what was your process of becoming partnered with youtube and 
if you don't mind me asking, yeah, I know I'm, you made, I know you made a video of like what it's like to be a, a small content mm-hmm. creator. Are you making hella money every month or are you just scraping by by paying what you pay every month to do your content? No offense. Um, I make, um, I see now I'm doing more long form and I'm mm-hmm. starting to see like some might get like $3, um, here and there. Like, um, I think I've made a total of, I think the last check they sent me was like a hundred, maybe a hundred and some change. And I'm about to cash out again. The second I got monetized in August. Okay. And it took me from August to November to finally get the first check because I had took all of October Mm -hmm. to post uh, YouTube shorts Mm -hmm. um, once every day. So I was doing 30, it was called 30 shorts in 30 days. So I was posting one short a day. Mm-hmm. in the month of October, which kind of took away of my, my long form, me creating long form. And so that month was slow in regards to, you know, money and mm-hmm. ad revenue. But then it picked back up once I started posting more in November and December. And then January, I started posting more. Uh, then the stuff that I posted in November started to actually hit the, I guess, the, I don't know, it was like a for you page or maybe the home, a lot of people's home pages yeah. about like mods, like how to add mods and stuff like that. Um, when, uh, people's games were broke, got broken, uh, I got like 15,000 views on that video, which helped me get monetized in August because in, um, August is when that big, big update happened and everybody's game was like completely mm-hmm. destroyed. So I just got on camera and was like, Hey, this is make sure you take your mods out. A lot of these issues y'all are having is because you you got your installing the game and you mm-hmm. still you're keeping all your mods in the folder that's why your doors are gone that's why your cast is all screwed up just take your mods out first and then do whatever so that helped me get monetized but um i think if you really want to do this as a as like a, a full-time gig because this ain't my this isn't my full-time gig mm-hmm. but it's nice to know that i'm getting income from it but it's definitely to not rely on the adsense too much think about joining like maybe influencer programs finding mm-hmm. brands that that fits your your niche um so that way you have like some other you know join affiliate programs with some of these uh some of the software that you use or not or products like soda stream or whatever um or epidemic sounds stream deck you know stuff like that that has affiliate programs um but to get to that point it takes a lot of work. It is hard. And I wouldn't be, uh, I would be lying if I didn't say it. Like, I mean, uh, when I first started out, I literally was still working my job. I mean, I was probably working with four or five clients a week, mm-hmm. pushing out at that point. I can't believe I was, I could not do this now the way my production is now, but I was literally posting three long form videos a week at one point. Wow. Two to three videos a week on YouTube, um, the like for the first maybe six months, I had like three, at least two to three videos. So I was just so like excited to post content. And then when I started on YouTube, TikTok, I was posting three videos, uh, uh, two to three videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then I was posting two to three short form clips, fresh clips a day, every day on TikTok. Jesus. Every day um, for probably a year. I, I never missed a day for maybe a year when I first started on, on TikTok. I was posting two to three clips a day. Um, and again, that's like a insane. That's not even, 
I feel like that's nothing compared to what, like, let me look at Kayla, for example. Uh, a lot of you know her as uh, Little Simsy. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in high school posting mm-hmm. videos, like, t- I don't know, like once, twice, three times a, a week with, you know, being in high school, you got your studies and all that, and then going to college and doing it. I mean, it's like, if you really want to, to, uh, to, to make it work, you have to put in the, the hours. Um, sometimes you might, um, but I would also say take care of your health. Cause look at a lot of big creators now where at some point they did have a mental breakdown mm-hmm. and you have to sometimes have to remind yourself, I have to do that too. I'm human. I have to be like, at that point I was posting those three TikTok videos a day and I'm posting three times a week and I'm trying to be batch recording and figuring out how I can be ahead of, of the game mm-hmm. in a relationship. And I got clients to deal with and I'm trying to deal with my mental health and my physical health. Um, it could put a toll on you. And sometimes you can have yourself doubt too. I mean, I'm posting three, four times a day on TikTok. I'm like, I mean, it's like, it's sometimes it's not really registering, you know, I'm like, man, I'm sitting here doing all this. I'm hustling, not necessarily hustling, but I'm enjoying mm-hmm. it. But then you, again, you know, I feel like comparison is a thief of joy and I, I'm going to stick with that saying, but sometimes, you know, you're human, you, you would see somebody blowing up or growing faster than you. And you're like, man, I'm sitting here posting. I think at the time posting all this great content, like you said, it was different. It was highly produced. Mm-hmm. And then somebody will record their screen on or and say the same things I just said and get a hundred thousand views on their video. Mm-hmm. Now, but I just did the same thing and only got like a hundred views, you know, then you just start feeling down and you start doing yourself doubt. But what kept me going was, out of those 50 to 75 views, I would get two to three comments saying, I've never seen anything like this. Wow, you're you're different. You're awesome. Like I love your content. Your quality is great. Like, I can't believe you're literally just telling me, oh, why does it sound so sad when it when like it, it's just like really because mm-hmm. I'm trying, like I said, I'm trying to get a reaction out of you. So it's like I'm not gonna sit here and say, hey, there's a new game pack. I'm gonna say, hey, there's a new game pack with like with like horror music in the back with yeah. and I'm like talking deep and ominous, you know? So, and then people are like, man, that was creepy, but that was actually kind of cool, you know? So it's the reaction. And I think just keeping with it, knowing like I will find my people eventually. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, I still get that. I still get in my ways, but I have to remind myself like to just be in the journey, you know, like enjoy those moments when you post for 50 people and, two three of them say hey this is this is awesome you're like my favorite TikToker, or or my now it's kind of like everybody's saying dag dag in the comments you know it's like or your name is recognizable when you go in somebody's stream thinking they don't know you and you're just like oh i know that game or susul mm-hmm. or whatever and they're like, oh my god i follow you and i'm like follow me i mean i'm no one special you know i'm just just like you i just like the game i just like telling stories and creating stories. Um, so I would say it's a, it's definitely, it's, it's a lot, but I think if you really enjoy putting out content and you like doing what, like you said earlier, if you like doing what you, if you enjoy doing it, then it, I feel like the longevity of, of it will, will be longer for you. Like mm-hmm. I like doing Sims content. And I like being a content creator. So even if I decided to go from Sims 4 to 
to whatever it may be, I think I would still have some sort of audience that will follow me regardless. Mm -hmm. I, I would think, but, but yeah. I think Hope that, that, answered your question. that was a phenomenal answer. Like that yeah. is a 10 out of 10. I could not agree with you more. Um, if you're a simmer, if you don't have an existential crisis, at least two or three times at the beginning of your yeah. career, I don't think you're a simmer. Everybody goes like, who am I making this for? Who am I doing this for? And if the answer is mm -hmm. not for you, then mm -hmm. you're doing the wrong thing. Cause he, like I used to be so guilty is I would gauge my day of how many listens I had. So if I had a bad day of not many listens, I would like, right. I would have a bad day. Um, and then when I would have like really good days, I would be like, wow, like this is crazy. Like, oh my God, like mm -hmm. finally people are seeing it. And then the next mm -hmm. day I'll get no listens. And you'd be mm -hmm. like, what the, what the fuck? Like, mm -hmm. I just, how, how could I go from like, x amount of listens to this mm -hmm. in like yeah and like in, like how and then you're like well who am i doing this for? i'm doing this for so much work as like you said in a relationship like we're like we're both gonna get married yeah. this year or next year which again congratulations thank you thank you um my partner is amazing but i don't like you, you can see this is my hallway my mm -hmm. bedroom's right there and like I have, I have a spare bedroom, but that's my fiance's office because he works from home. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm when I'm filming, he's in the base, he's in the uh, first level or basement with noise canceling headphones on, being quiet for multiple hours on end, and he does it so willingly and so happily, and has never said anything bad about being like, listen, it's podcast day, like mm -hmm. get out of the house because unless you want to be quiet. Um, and he's like, he's always been supportive and he understands that like, for an example, I know it sounds really bad, but tomorrow is a podcast day. Tomorrow's filming mm -hmm. day. I've had my schedule for tomorrow since November and his cousin's being baptized tomorrow. I'm like, honey, I'm sorry. This, like, I, I've already done, like, I've already yeah. had this, like my day booked and I don't like canceling. I've only canceled right. once this season because I, I was having a medical emergency, but, and he's like, it's okay. I understand and mm -hmm. it's it, again it's it's so it's so nice to have a partner that understands supportive. Yeah. and supportive right and i'm sure uh your fiance is the yeah. same, same same way as well right because like yeah. that's like every every content creator needs a solid rock behind them whoever who that solid mm -hmm. rock is for me it's my best friend sierra my mom and jason my fiance those those mm -hmm. are my holy trinity of just keep me straight and mm -hmm. keep me humbled uh yeah. the same time when yeah. I have when I have a good listening day, they humble me right back down. Like mm -hmm. you're you're yep. still you're still stossy, right? I yeah, I still yeah. have my humbling days too, because um, just like you, you will post something, and it will get uh like a thousand views, like on TikTok, and then you post another one one day, uh, and get almost a million views, and mm -hmm. then you be like, oh, okay, all right. And then you want every video to hit a, a million, but then it's like you post that next one. Mm -hmm. 800 views yeah so you you get humbled and then and that's why I, I would love to talk about how my effects on why i didn't i wish i never got viral went viral on any of my videos because um i just feel like it just ascends it just gets pushed out to the wrong audiences you know like mm -hmm. sometimes it's not summers who are watching your videos a lot of the time Mm -hmm. And then you get right back down to reality of like hitting thousand views or 20,000 here and then 2000 there. Um, but, but yeah, having a support group, I think is obviously very crucial because as a content creator or someone who works from home or you don't have like employees or whatever, cause I'm, 
I'm technically self-employed. I do have an LLC, so I do can I can hire people mm-hmm. that can help me, like you know, subcontract stuff out, drone operators, additional videographers when I have high, bigger projects or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like every basically everything that I do is usually solo. Like you know, my mm-hmm. work, I go as a photographer. I'm a solo photographer, solo videographer, or an editor. Come home, I do content solo by myself hit milestones sometimes i just you know yeah i don't really have a, a big support group mm-hmm. that i can support like i can have like milestone celebrations here at home or whatever but you know obviously my fiance would you know would celebrate with me which mm-hmm. is all i need a lot of the times but but having a support group i think is very very helpful because it is i would say sometimes it can be a lonely journey if you don't set yourself up with either a support group or being in a community that um that you can kind of that have similar similar interests which is thank goodness for the internet these days like mm-hmm. being able to be in these dis- discord groups and or finding like a other like-minded creators so that you can kind of feed off each other's vent sessions or be like man did your video did you like why did your video do this bad but then this one did better better you know like what's mm-hmm. why the algorithm favoring this or if somebody's feeling down you can kind of remind them of their journey, but like, look, like, remember mm-hmm. when you hit your milestone for the most views you got on your podcast or on your video, like, mm-hmm. just remember, you're, just, you're always going, you can always be moving upward, you know? So uh, I have to also tell myself that because I always feel like I'm not living in the in the moment. Like I miss so many awesome milestones and now I kind of regret, like, because I was so focused on, like, trying to get better and better when I should have been trying to get better and better, but also enjoying the moment, like, mm-hmm. like hitting that thousand milestone on TikTok and hitting a thousand on YouTube. I celebrated mm-hmm. my partner, my YouTube partner program. Cause that's when I started to learn, like you need to, to take these steps back and just be in the moment because it's, it's a great feeling knowing that you're out here providing an outlet for people to be able to sit here and listen and agree or watch your stuff. And you made mm-hmm. their day sometimes, or you creating things you haven't like there's like there's a couple that uh commented on on a post and was like yeah like me and my me and my husband every every so often when we hear your watch your videos we'll say dad dad to each other or or they'll say just randomly say dad dad to each other so it's kind of cool that i'm creating like this cool little atmosphere around my content you know and i think it's all about the community and i like that community building too Mm -hmm. um so I would say the Sims community is probably one of the most welcoming. I mean, not on every platform, but specifically mm-hmm. like Simstagram. Holy mm-hmm. shit, they are so welcoming. Everyone's I'm still like, trying to figure that out. It's Instagram, it's just the hardest platform for me right now. I, I was gonna say, dude, YouTube for me. Sorry, it's Simstagram. I could do that. My, I will give you uh, tips and tricks. Please, get, give me some tips and tricks. I will. You know what? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give everyone a free tip and trick right, right. now. So. This is lots of practice, lots of research as mm-hmm. being a social media manager. It's what I do every day. Um, no one, no one knows the algorithm. I don't care who yeah. you're, there's only one person that's figured out the algorithm. It was YouTube. It was three years ago and they were a uh, scientist and they were able to break the algorithm. So they only had to post two videos a year, just how, wow. how they did it. So the best time to post any type of engagement post on Instagram is Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay. It is so the I absolute- should post something good uh, at noon tomorrow. No, one. 
one. Yeah, it's you're on Pacific standard. Yeah. yeah, and best best time. So that will be the time that will be like, did you play The Sims one? Did you play The Sims two? And I will usually get about two to three hundred thousand views wow. on that post alone. So, like my Instagram page, I'm th- I'm currently just sitting about like sixty five hundred followers, but I have about five hundred thousand interactions a month. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Yeah, I, right. But how do you? My goal too is how do you translate that those those views and that engagement to the actual followers? Because I get so many people going to the page, but they're not mm-hmm. hitting the follow button. I'm not good at doing call to actions either in my videos. That's the thing too. Maybe I don't know. Um. Well, my saucy page, I kind of just it's it is what it is. Um. Mm-hmm. At this point, um. Actually, what I I do is I thank every new follower I have. I go oh, and I cool. individually thank them. And especially if they oh. follow my podcast page or my story page, I will mm-hmm. I will thank every single one of them. That's cool. Now, just again, just to let them know that it's a person on the other side. I'm not mm-hmm. a bot. I very much appreciate you taking the time mm-hmm. to watch. Um, Stassi, Stassi is a little bit more difficult. Like my main page is a little, a little bit more yeah. difficult. Like, yeah, I have a lot of, like I'll probably average about 100 to 150 new followers a week that's awesome that's wow. pretty that's i want to say that that that's mm-hmm. not a good week right now but again you have your highs and lows yeah i, you do. Ju- I just got i gained 300 followers uh the first two weeks of january and then last week i only gained 10 so again it's it's the ups and downs and knowing what to do now i i have to ask you a question because you you you, you said something about going viral and you kind of regret doing it mm-hmm. i can we touch upon that very quickly yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just because most people want to go viral. Yeah, I mean, God, let me brighten this up. All right, yeah, I mean, going viral is cool, but I think it sometimes, especially on like, I went viral for the first time on YouTube, which kind of scared me because I been going viral, not going viral, but I've been, I've went viral. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say a handful of times now on TikTok, but. I just think whenever you go viral, it does put some type of of different mindset in your head. Like when I first went viral with my grilled cheese uh, video with um with uh, Cleon, he's we call him the grilled cheese guy, mm-hmm. and uh, he finally got his his uh, uh, celebrity towel. Finally got his celebrity towel on the on in Dale Soul Valley. Big shout mm-hmm. out to Cleon. But I think with that, then that when that video got it got like 2 million views. And then I posted another one where I had a Sim drown in first person mode, mm-hmm. immediately went viral after that one went viral. So I had two videos going viral. Like, so that's when I like got a handful of, of my following. So I went from like 10,000 to like, like 80,000 mm-hmm. in like, in like a span of maybe a month or two or whatever. I can't remember, but it was fast, fast ish for me. Yeah. And, and periodically they'll hit me with like another viral video. I get one, like a million on one or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I would think like, yeah, well, what about my other videos? Like, I feel like what makes this one better than all my other ones. And then when you don't get that viral v- sensation on any of your videos for a while, you start thinking like, like, wow. I mean, it's again, it's a great feeling when it, when it happens. Cause you're like, man, like a million and some people especially on the ones where there it's not a trend like mm-hmm. all my videos maybe one or two uh, went viral because it was it was just a creative like it wasn't like mm-hmm. a 
a, a trend or anything going on. Um, so that was that was cool. But I think it also gives you the wrong crowd too, because it's not just going to all the simmers, it's going to like a bunch of random folk too. So yeah. they're probably following you now. So then when you start posting random or regular, like, you know, simmers, TikTok vid videos, those people who follow you, they don't even watch TikToks, don't even, they'll scroll probably right past it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how much that hurts your, your engagement rate because you're getting all these followers now that are not really watching you because of your content. Yeah. So then when you post the next one, TikTok or maybe the algorithm, I'm assuming would say, well, a lot of your followers aren't really engaging. So we're not even going to try to push you past the mm -hmm. first tier. But I think I'm hearing now that TikTok doesn't really push it out to your following first to push it out to a, a whole different audience. So, but it's just a lot mentally sometimes it's a lot to really to grasp because i don't think humans are really designed to to get to intake in that type of like sensation all at once frequently yeah and i much respect to celebrities because it's a lot mentally and then it's a lot when you don't get it after you go viral a couple of times it's like wow like why your mom other videos aren't aren't really going viral um i would rather just have a steady pace of like community building maybe hitting two hundred thousand because that's where my my uh my following's at so if i'm like at a hundred and twenty thousand mm -hmm. i would like to get fifty thousand or between there and if it's a really good video yeah it'd be cool to to get a you know get a million again but um it's it's interesting like not not everybody's gonna think the way i think i think a lot of people love seeing that million mark but yeah um it's it's cool to have to hit i mean i ain't gonna lie I'm, I'm, i'll be lying if i said it wasn't awesome the first couple of times when i got it uh it's a good feeling but um you have to like you said earlier you got to go back and humble yourself and be like look that video um was just a good hit with the mm -hmm. algorithm um don't let this determine the quality of your other videos always believe that your videos are all all your videos are viral sensations you know just post the videos that sticks to your to your style mm -hmm. and stick to your what your community want to see and and if it goes viral cool but um but yeah it was it was that point where i was like dang i want i want to go viral again you know mm -hmm. and, and i think that kind of crushed me a little bit and, and then i had to get back down and be like look don't try just keep pushing out your content and just keep pushing and then when i got one that went viral on youtube that was crazy i think that was like a milestone like i never thought i'd hit a million on a video mm -hmm. on youtube that's crazy that was recent so i i love that see it's very different between youtube and tiktok for mm -hmm. subscribers and watches and we talked mm -hmm. about youtube is a completely different beast than it is tiktok my problem mm -hmm. is now that it's a lot of kids watching and kids don't really know what they're watching they're just mm -hmm. scrolling through as fast as possible mm -hmm. which is screwing up people's viewer counts of just being like yeah you're you're watching this but nothing really came of it and what we kind of talked about before this podcast started is spending what 15 20 hours on a 30 second video like it's yeah. a lot of time in its art and you're putting it out mm -hmm. there and you're literally 
sometimes all your content gets is the thumb to the next one. And yeah, that is so fucking painful. That is so yep. painful. True. It's true. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. kid, yep. again, it's the truth. Kids are just like, whatever. Cause like anytime I'll see a YouTuber blowing up, they're like, oh, like what? I'm like, it's kids. Kids are yeah. watching it. Kids are subscribing. They don't 100% yep. understand of what yep. they're doing, but that's the thing. As soon as kids start subscribing, then they're like, oh, this is kids' content. And then it just, mm-hmm. it keeps going. Um, yeah, because no. I spent literally, and that's the thing about, you got to love what you do because like mm-hmm. I started to edit around 11 o'clock last night. I shouldn't have started that late, but I didn't finish till like 4.30 in the morning because mm-hmm. I wanted it to get up, be posted Sunday just be- yep. or today because I just, I just wanted to get it up. So, cause I know like people would appreciate the video. And even if it got like a hundred views, um, I can come home and watch it later. You know, like I can come here and watch it. Cause it's for me too. Like it's my mm-hmm. entertainment It's others entertainment, but you don't have to be that crazy y'all. You know, you, you can still be sane and still grow. But mm-hmm. I was crazy the first year I was three, like, like I said, three videos and you could probably ask other creators. They were probably like that too. I mean, some people do magically blow up one video can get you there but make sure when you do blow up you have an archive of things that other people can watch like when that video went viral last week or two weeks ago mm-hmm. i was getting all this extra traffic saying oh my god like i like this video like it was from that video that went viral people are now going in to see all mm-hmm. the other like 800 video or 600 videos i have on my youtube account so that's another thing I like to say too, and and is like once you, if you do go viral, make sure you have something that of that people can watch that's equally as good as the video that went viral. I think that's really that's really 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 good advice because again, you want people to be engaged with your content. You want people to say, "Oh, I like this video." Well, what else do they do? Mm-hmm. What else can I watch? Oh, they do this. Oh, I didn't realize it was this yeah. person. Oh my gosh, I've seen this video before, but I didn't know it was that. That's very mm-hmm. common in the engagement side. Like, oh, I didn't yep. know that was that person. Or oh, I, that name, mm-hmm. I, that dag dag, like that. That's yep. him. Dag dag, like, yeah. Dag dag, yep. that's him, right? So mm-hmm. it's just kind of having those little like, catchphrases or yep. branding of who you are makes right. you stand out. Like for me, for this podcast, I got a lot of hate the first season of because of the name it's just my name well, mm-hmm. sorry my sims name yeah, saucy yeah. j unplugged has nothing to do with sims i just like the name they're like yeah. well how did we know it's a sims podcast I'm like because it literally says saucy j unplugged a sims podcast right. you just have to read the whole the whole name they're like well then who are you and why do you why do you get to name a podcast after yourself i'm like because yeah. i pay the bill and i right? can name exactly. it when, i can name it whatever i want and right. i chose this name exactly and now you're about to be what two years old now with the podcast two see? two years old and almost 100 go. episodes in see that's I, awesome i can't believe i'm almost 100 episodes and not in. a lot of people make it to their 100th episode so you should be so you should be proud of yourself that's a uh, milestone that a lot of people don't hit uh i'm very very excited um you actually uh, well, i'll talk about it a little bit after of what because mm-hmm. i'm gonna do a special um, a okay. very, very special, special hundred episode. Awesome. But um, anyways, a couple more questions for you. I'm going to wrap it okay. up because yeah, yeah. we're coming up to almost the two hour mark. Whoa. Okay, I could okay, keep, okay. I could keep doing this. I feel like yeah, me yeah. and you could just do a podcast together. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> well, totally. Actually, I, I have podcast questions. So I saw that you have, yeah, yeah. Okay. you have, you talked about podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a podcast mm-hmm. in 08, which 
and I was in grade nine. Yeah. Um, but you have a more recent one that came out mm-hmm. last year and it was a very positive one. What's it like? Because I know what it's like to be a podcast host, but yeah. what are your interpretations of being a podcast host? Um, it just depends on what I'm doing. Like uh, with this podcast, it's kind of like I'm more comfortable being able to just vent. I like to call mm-hmm. when I when I do the the I call it the the uh, the narcast social the social narcast hour, mm-hmm. um, and it's basically about me dealing with like mental health and just mm-hmm. adulting kind of like what is it like being having or dealing with high blood pressure or what mm-hmm. is it like having anxiety um uh, what is it like going viral for the first time and and uh what is it like going 30 days with no alcohol just mm-hmm. stuff like that because uh i just feel more comfortable because i just feel like um i can just vent Cause it's like, and mm-hmm. then when I have an, um, the only thing that for me, I think is the hardest really is, is again, the analytics. But other than that, like as a podcaster, it's just like my, my comfort zone. It's like, I, when I'm in front, when I'm behind a mic, I just feel like I'm just, I'm home. Like I, I'm, this is me. I can just be myself. I can just like talk about whatever it is, as long as I'm knowledgeable about it. And I just feel comfortable. Um, this was my dream when I was a kid. I've always wanted to be on the radio, but that that dream was taken away because I had no experience. Oh wait, I, I was on the radio for like six months. I did do a gospel channel, but station. But I don't listen to Christian music like that. But um, the opportunity kind of fell in my lap, so I did it, and that's when I fell in love with radio. Mm-hmm. And the opportunity didn't come, so I was just like. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna just do my own thing with music. If I was the first one in 2008, I did it for almost 10 years. And then I did a MMA podcast with a buddy because he wanted to do his own podcast. I knew nothing about MMA. And then I did one called the social holiday hour, which was like, we just talked about the holidays, like national pancake Mm -hmm. day and stuff like that. Um, And then I turned that into a solo podcast because she ended up moving to LA and, um it was just harder to do a podcast because she was just so busy with work so mm-hmm. uh, i liked the title so i asked her if it was okay if i kept the social holiday title and and here we are the narcast social holiday hour and i love it when i get a chance to do it i love i love podcasting it's my favorite favorite uh, thing to do can you talk to me about pancake day now i know what it is it's fat tuesday it's shrove yeah. but like it's coming well, up it's right around the corner is it i didn't i i honestly just made that up because that's the type of stuff we talked about like we talked about like national pizza day and and then we talked about like just anything pizza it's crazy how much you can talk about stuff like for example pancakes like for me i would say i'm more of a waffle guy so i would rather be i would rather do a national waffle day than pancake day because pancakes too soggy when you put syrup on them and it's true. and but it just depends because my fiance makes amazing pancakes homemade pancakes are where it's at oh 100 percent homemade pancakes where it's at mm-hmm. um my future uh in-laws got bought me a waffle maker for christmas if you don't think mm-hmm. we've been having chicken and waffles oh my goodness scratch that's the best. all the time now oh the best I, combo i'm literally thinking she just said i was like i might make waffles tomorrow <laughs> oh that's gonna be nice oh i might oh i know i know what we're having for breakfast tomorrow i'm gonna convince my fiance to make some some waffles mm-hmm. yes. 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 yes yes all right that's what's <laughs> okay up. 
but um, no, I, I like that. So podcast for me, I was very intimidated. I had never done anything like this to start this mm. actual. So my job, I used to do what was called a uh, client spotlights where I would interview them on projects that we had done. Mm-hmm. So actually at the beginning of this podcast, you would actually hear me saying client spotlight and then having to go over my, sorry, simmer spotlight. Cause I was just so used to mm-hmm. saying client. Now when yeah. I do client spotlights, work, I'm like simmer client, <laughs> simmer client spotlights, simmer clients, um, simmer clients. Um, but it's I I agree it's freeing that you can kind of just say what you want Mm -hmm. and either people are gonna like it people are not um I have had a lot of negative feedback about this podcast nothing about the guests it's more just me being annoying lippy too much swearing not pretty voice for radio Uh, I've definitely gotten that one and that's the thing. It's like, and that's why I like the fact that there's there's going to be a podcast for everybody, and mm-hmm. there's going to be a simmer content creator for for somebody. You know, yeah. we're not fit to be pleasing to everybody. Like, I mean, not everybody's going to like my content or my podcast, and I and I have I've always accepted that. Yeah. Um, and but they're the people that do are the mm-hmm. people that I want on to be listening and the beauty of it is people that don't even like you are going to still watch you and still going to listen to your show because because they like listening to you even though they hate you so your haters are going to be the ones that are, are going to definitely be the first 10 to 20 views on your on your on your stuff so 100 percent, and they'll tell you I'm, they'll mm-hmm, tell you exactly mm-hmm. how you they feel exactly. about you down mm-hmm. to the nitty-gritty and mm-hmm. at this i never cared to be honest with you because sticks and stones man Sticks yeah. and stones. I've heard it all my whole you, life. You gotta have thick skin as a oh, content creator for you. sure. The things I've, yeah, yeah, you'll get some comments in there. Mm-hmm. You'll get some comments. Someone said my voice was insufferable. And I was just like, good. That means I <laughs> wish there was a way that I can just, my voice can just like repeat in your head as you sleep at night. I, 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 I love, when I get negative comments, I just turn it into me trolling them at the end of the day. Like, as long as it's not racist I, i've only experienced yeah. out of my two years well out of my 12 years of content creating mm-hmm. um because i've been doing content creating outside of the sims for at least 13 14 years if not longer um but i've only I've only experienced one racist comment and i don't even know if it was yeah it was racist yeah but it wasn't yeah. like it was like a george floyd comment like two weeks ago and i'm like I just deleted it because I didn't want that on my channel. But yeah, that was out of all things, that was the only like racist like comment. I get hate comments all the time, like "What are you doing?" or mm-hmm. "This is dark." You know, I usually take those as compliments because I was like, "Oh, oh, this was scary." Oh, cool, thanks. You know, so. Oh, I totally got you. When someone calls me a bitch, I'm like, I must have really gotten under your skin. But, but yeah, that you know what? It's because remember you're pushing out content for a reaction. So if you're getting a reaction, it's it could be negative, positive, but it's a reaction. So in my mm-hmm. books, you're doing what you you're doing something to strike a reaction or emotion, and egg, that's what we want. Egg, exactly. Well, I got one more final question for you. We've talked a lot right. today about mm-hmm. everything. Um, what tips and tricks could you give? to anybody who wants to start off being a podcaster, being basically doing the TikTok reels, YouTube videos, literally any wisdom or guidance that you want to share. 
I would honestly just gonna sound so cliche and I'll try to keep it brief, but uh I'm gonna be honest with you, just start. Cause the hardest thing is starting because there's so many ideas of like, oh, I wanna I wanna have a podcast with my friend or mm-hmm. I wanna pick up a camera and start taking photos of food or I get that a lot sometimes or I wanna start filming events and stuff like that. I don't have the equipment for it, or I want to start a YouTube channel, but I don't know where where to start. Uh, I just like look, just start, just just at least record your first episode mm-hmm. and post it, and then mm-hmm. record your second one. Because mm-hmm. if you can get your first one of whatever it is posted, then you're you've done what a lot of people haven't done yet, and that's just starting. I think yeah. once you start, that's when you it depend on what your goals are. Like, I just want to start to document some of my content. I want to start just because I want to practice a new skill set. Then I would just say repetition, you know, like if you want to be a podcaster and you don't know how you want, you're going to be, you're going to be awkward, probably the first, at least 10 to 20 episodes. And that is experience you didn't have when you, before you started, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't that great. It took me probably five years well, I ain't gonna say five. I'm gonna say like maybe two, three years before I was really comfortable mm-hmm. on the microphone. And damn near took me, I'd say three years to be comfortable on the camera in front of a camera. Mm-hmm. So once you start, try to be consistent because the more consistent you are, the more of a skill set you will become. And then don't be afraid to take that skill set elsewhere. Because now you know how to turn on a computer, you know how to open up an editing program, you know how to edit an audio you can take these skill sets and go do it for someone else that might be even on a better level than you now you have a mentor that you can learn from from that from that you know that area now you have a camera you can start going to restaurants or going to events but hey can i photograph your stuff to better your product if you Mm -hmm. just wanted to be a photographer so yeah just starting and being consistent i think is the is the best kind of advice i can give for you because everybody might have a little creative fire in them and or that 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 future podcaster in them and it, all it takes is just to start and and just do it uh accept the criticism and listen to your audience because your audience at the end of the day are kind of your boss like if they're like hey i want i want i, I want to see you do that ten, that 100 baby challenge that 100 baby challenge even though i'm like no, i don't want to do that but if i know that like mm-hmm. a good percentage of my followers will love to see me getting being tortured with babies I would literally do it because I know that's what they want and they'll appreciate it even more if you do what they, what they want. So, um, so yeah, that's my advice is definitely just start. Like if you want to be a creator, I say start because the goal is to just, you know, do, do your passions and, and just put it out there and see how, how their audience, you know, how they register to it. But yeah, just start. I think that is such fantastic advice. I could not recommend more start put the first episode out there it's gonna be so cringy looking back on it it's gonna be like oh i I still i still have my very first uh i don't know if i have it for yeah i do actually yeah it's right here i'm gonna grab it real quick so you can see it yeah grab it i have my very first episode of my podcast burned on this cd right here yeah okay for okay so for anybody who's listening it is, I'm looking at a, we're looking at a frame with a CD on it. And I love that. 
and you got to remember where you started. And I fucking yep. love that because again, we all start at the same place. Look at little Simsy, yep. look at James Turner, look at yep. all the big guys. They all started at the very bottom and you got to work your way to the top. And sometimes it takes time. It takes it a lot of effort and it takes a lot of hours, a lot of hours mm-hmm. that maybe some people don't have time for or don't have the money to be able to do it. It, it sucks, but it does, mm-hmm. it does happen. But if mm-hmm. you are, if you really want to do it and you're going to put the effort in, there are free alternatives for like video editing yeah. software there. Mm-hmm. You don't have, you don't need to go out and buy the most expensive laptop and the most expensive mic and the most expensive headphones. You don't have to do that right away. Right. You start small. And then when you get to your milestones or any holidays or anything, save up, like, um, get a good mic to start. Yeah. I would say getting a good mic to start. Yeah, is- mic first. Mike first, but even then, like the mic I have now is just the blue and mm-hmm. it's 150 bucks. And I saved three paychecks of my mm-hmm. fun money to pay for it. And I wouldn't look back. I was literally saying today, I was like best 150 bucks mm-hmm. I've spent for this. And if you start now and you want a podcast, just use your, if you have an iPhone, just use your iPhone headphones that has the mic in it and mm-hmm. just record your audio to your phone. Yeah. And that's actually pretty decent quality audio just to start out. Mm-hmm. And they got nowadays they have decent USB mics that are like you can get under a hundred bucks that you could probably plug right into your computer and at least get started with that through a free through free audio recording software. So, mm-hmm. oh, it's there. It's oh, it's there. there. You just you just got to take a look. Well, I want to say it has been an absolute pleasure getting to sit down and talk. This to was you fun. Today. I want to, I, we got to get you on radio. Like we got to get yeah. you on radio. I don't know how we're going to do it because I'm Canadian. You would be so perfect for like one of like our morning DJs. Like I would listen yeah. to you in, in the morning, like with how to do it. I'm telling you, show. it was, a, it was definitely a dream of mine for the longest time. And I was like, like I said earlier, I was like, I would just create my own, I'll, I'll create my own opportunity mm-hmm. and then we'll go from there. And I have no regrets not being able to do it because I still created my own outlet. So exactly. But Canada, but Canada, if y'all listening, <laughs> hey, y'all need a, y'all need a DJ. <laughs> Let me know. Yes. Go hit them <laughs> up. Why don't you tell everybody where we can find your socials and your YouTube channel and your TikTok page? Yeah, um, I do have a personal YouTube channel as well. That's Jannard. That's if you really want to get into my my journey with my health. Uh, you can follow me there. But my all my sim stuff is Nard Villain, N-A-R-D-V-I-L-L-A-I-N. That's on TikTok, Twitter, uh, YouTube, Twitch. I also have a Reddit channel, and uh, my Discord is also like Nardvillain or something like that. And then uh, Nard Sims on Instagram, and everything else is Nardvillain, even on Facebook. I love that. Well, Nardvillain, it has been an absolute pleasure getting to sit down and talk to you today. You are welcome back here anytime. Uh, Let me know. I'll do a roundtable with you. Oh my, well, that's actually, we're, that's actually what we're going to talk about after uh, this okay. podcast is over. I have a couple of round tables that you may be interested in joining, okay. um, but it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm very much looking forward to your pizza hooters. Yes. Uh, your hundred baby challenge. And Not ready for I, that one. I best be seeing photos tomorrow of your breakfast. Yes, we'll <laughs> yeah. do. We'll do. We'll do. Well, anyways, absolute pleasure. And. Please go check out Nard Villain. He's 
an absolute treat. Please, please, please. If you're looking for a different type of Sims content to watch on TikTok, that's not a speed build and not a cast, not saying anything negative about those. Those are also phenomenal in their own right. But if you're just looking yep. to have a good giggle and just laugh, please go check out his content. You will not be disappointed. And like I said it again, it has been an absolute pleasure and I hope you have a great rest of your night. Thanks, you too. Dag, dag. Dag, dag.